You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and I'm your host, Jason Cook, and uh, presenter today, our presenter today, we're privileged to have Peter Watts back in the studio. Welcome, Peter. It's good to hear, good to see you, Jason. Good to hear our listeners. I can't hear our listeners. No. Hopefully they can hear us. Hopefully they can hear us, yes. Uh, now, Peter, you'll be continuing your series, Searching for Certainty, today, but... Uh, I'm guessing you've been pretty busy at the moment getting ready for something that's happening this weekend. Yeah, so this weekend uh, we launched the Prophetica uh, series, the Prophetica, the History of Tomorrow, and we'll be in three different locations in the north of uh, Tasmania, which will be uh, Scottsdale, Launceston and Olverston. And then the following weekend we will be in Bellarive and in Hobart. And uh, I was uh, in Launceston earlier this week, um, making some preparations for for those meetings, so um, it's going to be a fascinating uh, program. We hope that many people will come along. If you're interested in what Prophetica is all about, uh, you can go to prophetica.com and you find all the details there, the various venues, when the program's on, and what the program's about. And it's basically a series of presentations that take a look at current events, current global trends, uh, and compares them to uh, predictions made in the ancient Hebrew Bible. And so uh, we want to have a look at some of those ancient prophecies uh, given 2,000 and more years ago and uh, see what relevance they have to current events. Okay. And uh, why should somebody attend, Peter? Well, you know, our series uh, title for the Faith FM uh, series we're running at the moment is Searching for Certainty. And I think a lot of people uh, today are searching for certainty. I I watch uh, news bulletins on a regular basis and they're constantly saying we live in an uncertain world and we have an uncertain future and uh, certain um, industries and uh, yeah, areas of life are, are uncertain, and I think people are looking for that certainty. And I, mm. I think there's guidance that we can draw from these ancient uh, manuscripts, from these ancient prophecies, that actually tell us where we're headed. Mm. And uh, there is hope, and that's one of the things that I would want to talk about in terms of Prophetica, is it, uh, it offers us a glimpse of hope in a world that uh, seems increasingly hopeless. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Now, if you're interested in attending one of these events, that's any one of the events in Tasmania, you can get a free ticket. All you have to do is text us our show number, our Tassie Encounters number, which is 0488880891. That's 0488880891. Text us the code word Prophetica21. That's Prophet, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, ICA and the number 21. No spaces in there. Just text that to 0488880891 and we can get you a free ticket to one of these events that are happening in Scottsdale, Launceston, Ulverston, Bellarive and Hobart in the coming week. Now, or week and a half actually. So, uh, Peter, where have we uh, <clears throat> come from in the past? Week, I think our title last week was One Life Changed the World. Mm. Do you want to uh, just sort of bridge us over from last week and to where we're going today? Yeah, so in our series, Searching for Certainty, we've been looking at a lot of evidence uh, basically for um, the existence of God, the reliability of Scripture, who Jesus was. uh, And we touched on that again last week with an incredible prophecy from the book of Daniel in the Old Testament uh, that pinpoints Jesus as the Messiah. And um, so we've been looking at a lot of evidence. But, okay, if Jesus is the Messiah, 
Uh, why did he come? Why? What's the big deal about Jesus? And we talked a little bit about this in our program called The Jesus Myth. Today we want to look at the, a, a subject called Born to Live Forever. And uh, that might seem an unusual title because uh, we're born, we would like to live forever, but we know that we don't. Mm. Um, but the, but God's plan is that we were actually born to live forever. Yeah, okay. Now, um, just before we get on to the main content of today's program, I will just remind our listeners that if you want to catch up with those past episodes, you can do so on the Faith FM website. That's faithfm.com.au. And also the Faith FM app you can get from the App Store. That's the Apple App Store or your Android uh, App Store, the Google App Store. And uh, you can download the Faith FM app and listen to all of our past episodes. So I encourage you to do that. And last week we had a few giveaways which were some charts that you can download to understand some of these uh, ancient prophecies a bit better as well. So, born to live forever. Let's Ooh. let's get into that. That sounds sure. like a pretty good topic. Yeah, well, I'm going to open with an illustration that I saw in uh, a Sunday newspaper back in Melbourne in 2012. And uh, it was the Sunday Herald Sun, and on the front cover, it had uh, a picture of a little uh, newborn baby. And the headline was, Saving Baby Faith. And uh, it says, faith is only six days old, but has a drug habit to kick. Uh, read Ruth Lampert's extraordinary story of the battle to save a tiny girl born addicted to drugs. And the story was that this girl had been born to drug-addicted parents, and uh, the staff, uh, the doctors and nurses at the hospital were um, doing all they could to save this child's life and to to try and bring it uh, to, to um, health as much as they could uh, possibly mm. do. And I thought about this story in the, the context of the human race. There's a, a passage in the Bible in Romans 5.12 where it says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. In a way, that little baby who was born addict, addicted to drugs is is a similar situation to to humanity today. Mm. So if we uh, if we believe the Bible story, we we recognise that we go back to one man and one woman. Incidentally, uh, genetics is now teaching us that we all go back to one man and one woman, which is fascinating. But the story of Adam and Eve, uh, we all come from there. But because Adam and Eve uh, sinned, they became addicted to sin, or or you might say selfishness, and uh, we've all inherited that. And uh, so what God is trying to do is trying to get us off our addiction to sin or selfishness. Mm. Now, you know, uh, I guess some people might say, well, what is sin? Um, you know, and the, u- the illustration I usually use is uh, from uh, from rugby league. You know, um, I think we've only recently had the state of origin between New South Wales and Victoria. And, um, you know, not infrequently somebody ends up in the sin bin and of course we understand what that means that means you you've uh, committed broken the rules <laughs> you've broken the rules you've seriously broken the rules and mm. you get sent to the sin bin and so sin is just that it's a serious breach of the rules and uh, the bible actually tells us uh, it's a serious breach of god's law mm. uh, in first john 3 4 the bible says whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness and sin is lawlessness. So when we breach the rules, um, we we commit sin. Now, uh, 
the thing with this, of course, is there are greater implications. The Bible tells us all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Mm. So, in other words, this affects all people. Um, And what's interesting is um, when we think about sin, it's not so much, oh, you did something naughty, but rather that you have separated from God. So if we go back to the Garden of Eden, for instance, God is the only source of life in the universe. Okay, when we talk about, you know, the title of this week's program is Born to Live Forever. We know that we're born, we live a while, but we don't live as long as we want to. Mm. Uh, Our lives are cut short by uh, illness, death, old age. um, And uh, we, we one of the realities of human life on this planet is we die. I know there are some who are trying to extend that, and some even believe that uh, you know one day they'll they will overcome, you know, through this, technology aging. But I'm not so convinced. Mm. No. Well, it's actually very interesting because you know, as uh, children, we grow. Uh, you know, you, you cut yourself; it heals. Mm. Um, we have this uh, wonderful mechanism within the body that can self repair. And the question is, well, why do we get to a point where we stop self-repairing? We start degrading you instead. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so um, uh, I think you and I have, have reached that point. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> We're on the downhill so. slope. Yeah. But, um, but you see, the point is, if, God, if it's true that God is the only source of life in the universe, then when we separate from him, then we begin to die. Let me uh, maybe illustrate it this way. Most of us have got mobile phones, and if you check your mobile phone, you'll find you've got battery power. I've got 78% battery at the moment. And um, the fact is, tomorrow it'll be a little less, and the next day a little less, and might not last till the next day. Unless you plug it in. (laughs) Exactly right. You've got to connect to the power. Mm. So let's suppose, so what God is saying is connect to me, connect Mm. to the power, and... uh, the phone may die. Even if you connect the lead, unless it's turned on, it'll still die. Mm. But then when you throw the switch, which will be the second coming of Christ, then you will come back to life. So if my phone runs out of battery power and dies, it will never live again unless it's powered up mm. by an external source. Mm. It's just not going to live again on its own. It doesn't have an eternal power cell within it. Mm. And the same is true of us. We do not have eternal life within ourselves and uh, we need that connection to God and so uh, he's kind of our life support and back in the Garden of Eden we disconnected from God so when God was saying uh, in the day you eat thereof you'll surely die God was saying if you disconnect from me (coughs) you're going to run out of battery life at some point and I want you to stay connected to me so that you can have eternal life because I planned that you should be born to live forever Mm. We're going to go to break, Peter, um, but before we do, just uh, reminding our listeners, our, our show number for Tassie Encounters is 0488 880891. We're going to have a book offer, a free book offer later in the program, so do record that number. You can text us in. We'll give you the code a bit later for the free book. And also remember the free ticket for Prophetica. If you're in Tasmania, you can text in Prophetica number 21 to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Let's have a listen to this uh, first song. It's called Wounds by Jordan Felix. Walking, broken, innocent, stolen. 
shadows hold you down till you can't breathe. You look for reasons to pick up all the pieces, but still you tell yourself the hurts too deep. Would you believe me if I said you're not beyond repair? Would you believe me if I told you that I've been right there? I've seen the light coming through my darkest wounds. I can tell you, friend, that is love heals wounds. Look into my heart, let it be the proof. I'm only standing. Cause his love heals wounds Freedom, breakthrough Open arms around you Just like how it feels to come back home And this redemption Love without dimension Restoring all the hope you thought was gone Oh, oh I've seen the light coming To my darkest wounds I can tell you, friend That his love heals wounds Look into my heart Let it be the proof I'm only standing Cause his love feels wounds Yeah, his love feels wounds Would you believe me if I said you're not beyond repair? Would you believe me if I told you that I've been right Listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. We're talking with Peter Watts about his uh, series, Searching for Certainty, but in particular, Born to Live Forever is our title today. And uh, Peter, you were talking about how God is our life support system or a a life source that we need to Mm. plug into. And if we don't, we go flat. <laughs> we just, that's exactly right. So yeah. tell us more about that. All right. Well, there's a, there's a passage in Scripture where I think we've re- have read this verse out before in one of our previous episodes where we were talking about Jesus 
Um, Jesus of Nazareth, 2,000 years ago, one of the things he said in John 14, 6 was, uh, Jesus said to him, um, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So Jesus is saying he's the way to live. He's the, he's the truth, not just that he has truth, but he is the truth. And it says he is the life. Mm. And uh, the importance of that is, of course, we talked before about needing to connect to the source of life you know, the, in order to have eternal life. You know, I've, a friend of mine uh, celebrated her 100th birthday last year. Wow. And, uh, we, yeah, we think about that and we say, mm. wow, that's a long life. That's a good innings, you know, mm. got a century up. Mm. Um, but the reality is uh, that's nothing compared to what God intended. In fact, even when Adam and Eve left the Garden of Eden, the people before the flood were living up to, uh, on, on average, I think it's 912 years. Yeah. So a hundred years is nothing, and uh, you know we we were destined by God to live forever. So we have to connect to God because He's the source of life. I kind of uh, illustrate it this way. Maybe some of our listeners have experienced this. Somebody calls them up, or they get a knock on the door saying, "Would you like to change your power company? Would you like to sign up to a different power provider?" Mm. And uh, they're all very convincing, and it's going to cost you less, and we're going to be more efficient, and you'll get all of these perks. And you sign up, and then you find that you've got a blackout mm. a few weeks later or whatever. Um, and the reality is the devil comes along and says, hey, sign up to a different power company. And the reality is there is only one power company in the universe, and that's God. And so uh, the, the Bible tells us that uh, in Isaiah 59 verse 2, it says, your, your iniquities have separated you from God. So when we talk about sin... When we talk about breaking God's law, we're basically saying, I'm breaking away from God. I don't want God to be the governor of my life. Mm. Okay, and God is a God of freedom, so he'll let us do that. He's not going to hold us and chain us to the chair. He will let us walk away, but there is a consequence of that, and that is the disconnect from God, and God is the only source of eternal life. Uh, And we did that back in the garden. We're suffering the consequences of that, I guess, even now. But God is saying, in this life, uh, connect with me so that I can offer you eternal life, which is what I planned for humans in the first place. So, yeah, okay. I, I was going to say, but you just answered it there. I was going to say, so if we if we connect with God on a regular basis, you're saying we're going to live forever. <laughs> okay, so here down on earth, of course, we know that we all, good people, bad people, uh, believers, unbelievers, we all get old, get sick and die eventually. Mm. That That's the lot of mankind at, the, uh, at life. But Jesus has promised that even if a person dies, he can raise them to life. Mm. And, uh, of course, that, that occurs. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We have a program about life after death in this series. And that's important because people are saying, well, what happens at death? Do we go straight to heaven? Do we go straight to hell? We're going to talk all about that. Uh, in that message a little later in this series but suffice to say that God ultimately gives us everlasting life if we are connected to him Mm. in fact uh, this disconnection this separation uh, Jesus came down to to bridge the gap if you like uh, between humanity and God Um, in John 1 29 um, it talks about John the Baptist and, and Jesus it says the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him And he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So Jesus came into the world to take away our sin and to reconcile us to God. 
Um, there's there's a uh, a verse that I might get you to read, Jason, if you can get it up there. It's Second Corinthians five eighteen and nineteen. I don't know if you have that one, um, but uh, give me give me two seconds. I'll yeah, have no up. problem. <laughs> but this is quite a good passage because it talks about. Uh, the reconciliation that we have, that Jesus came to provide. So maybe you could read that, Second yeah. Corinthians five eighteen and nineteen. It says, "Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, the, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation." Mm, so there's a, a lot in that passage. First of all, that God has reconciled us to himself. It was God who acted to restore us to relationship with him. It was God who stepped into the gap mm. between humanity and God in the person of Jesus Christ and connected the two. And so while sin separates us from God, Jesus connects us to God. Mm. And that's uh, really what he came to do. Um, I'll, um, there's, there's another interesting verse that I think I saw you with before. It's John 3.16. Yeah. And it's um, a fairly uh, regular, uh, you know, fairly familiar passage to those who are reading the Bible on a regular basis. But it's a, a passage that I didn't know about for a long time. So read that out for us, Jason. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Okay, so there's a couple of things in here. There are two options there. We either perish or we have everlasting life. Mm. And I know which one I'd rather choose. Mm. But this verse was uh, this fascinating story um, personally attached to this verse, John 3.16 in the Bible. Um, I remember being back uh, in the UK uh, as a teenager watching the Olympics. And we currently uh, got the Olympics going on today. Mm. Um, but in 1984, can you remember where the Olympics were in 84, Jason? Um, I wouldn't have remembered, but I do happen to have the notes in front of me and it says Los Angeles. <laughs> Correct. So. <laughs> so it was the LA Olympics in 1984. And I remember sitting at home watching it on telly. Mm. And um, I noticed this banner that somebody had at the Olympics. It said John 3.16. And I'm looking at it, and I think, I have no idea what that means. And I'm thinking, well, obviously the guy's named John. Yeah. And maybe, you know, in America they put... 3.16, that's the time. <laughs> well, I, well, I thought, well, maybe. I thought, you know, they, they do the date differently in the States. They yes. put the month first and 16th then the date. 16th of the 3rd. Yeah, yeah, so maybe it was March 16. And yeah. I'm thinking, well, maybe that's his birthday or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I had no idea. But two years later, I was watching the World Cup, which was in Mexico. And uh, I think I was watching an England game, and I saw a banner, and it said John 3.16. Mm. And I thought, hey, there there's that again. guy again. <laughs> you know, it's this must be the same guy. And he's probably waving to his mum, hey, look, mum, it's me. And uh, I thought, okay, that, this guy gets about a bit. He obviously likes his sport. Mm. And I guess Mexico is not too far from California. Yeah. So uh, I thought he'd just travel there. Two years later... Uh, American football had started to be shown on UK TV and the Super Bowl was on and uh, in the UK it was kind of like, you know, midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. So we had the Super Bowl party and my brother and his friends and I and again I saw this banner, John 316. Now there's that guy again. <laughs> I thought it was the same person. Mm. It was only years later that I ended up in a Bible study where... Uh, the leader was, uh, he said, now let's turn to John 3.16. And I thought, <laughs> And the light bulb <laughs> yeah, went thought, off. 
wow. And then I realised, and you read it out, uh, and I realised what it meant. Read it out again for us, Jason. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that's what those people, different people with the same banner, we're trying, trying to, to say John three sixteen, and mm. I did not get it. Mm. And I think there was a lesson there, at least for me, that you know we need to be speaking in a language that people understand. Mm. And uh, I finally understood that you know Jesus came into the world to reconcile us to God, to connect us back to God, because uh, through transgression and through believing the lies of the devil rather than the promises of God. We had stepped out of relationship with him. We had separated from him. We'd cut off our life support. And as you mentioned before, our battery was starting to go flat. Mm. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, this is a faith relationship, right? It says whoever believes. That means we've got to place our trust in God. And I kind of like to illustrate this. There was a, a fella many years ago called the Great Blondin, Charles Blondin, and he was a tightrope walker. And uh, he slung a tightrope across Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was, you know, quite famous in his day. And there were crowds gathered on both sides of the falls. And, uh, you know, people were, you know, there were commentators and reporters there from the newspapers and saying, what do you think? Do you think he can make it across? And he would walk across with his big pole. And then he would, uh, I think he rode a bicycle across. And I think at one point he fried an egg halfway across the, the, the tightrope. It was quite amazing. But uh, one time he's going across with a wheelbarrow. Mm. And uh, the reporters are saying to the crowd, what do you think? Do you think he's going to make it across Niagara Falls with a wheelbarrow? And they say, yes, he can do it. We believe he can do it. And then they said, who'd like to get in the wheelbarrow? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolute silence. <Yes. laughs> Nobody was game to get in the wheelbarrow. And see, see, here's the thing. You can say you believe he can do it. But the real test is, do you want to get in the wheelbarrow? Well, somebody actually did, and he wheeled them across. But it reminds me of a verse in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 in the Bible. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. And that that verse begins, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And, And that's the point. We have to trust God with all of our lives, and then he will carry us through. We're going to go to this next song. It's called Compared to Knowing Jesus. Talks about getting to know God, I guess. Nothing. 
nothing in the world in my life doesn't disappear or fade away. Everything I've come to know, I count as loss compared to knowing Jesus, my Lord. Compared to knowing Jesus, my Lord. Listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. We've got an offer that we're going to be giving away a bit later in the program. It's called Steps to Christ. It's a, a beautiful little book that really helps you in your uh, understanding of God and uh, I guess moving into a closer relationship with Him. So uh, we'll give you the code for that a little bit later. Uh, 0488880891 is the number to get that. But also remember the offer that we've already uh, talked about today, Prophetica 
21 is the code to get a free ticket to the Prophetica events that are happening around Tasmania. Peter, we've been talking about how God really had a plan to save us from death, that uh, you know, sin caused us to disconnect from God and he's the source of life. Uh, and we just read this verse, John 3.16, that talks about having everlasting life. I'm just going to ask the listeners, if you've got an experience in your life where you've been literally saved from death by somebody, a physical saving uh, where your life was threatened and somebody stepped in and helped save you from that we'd love to hear about that event share it with us tell tell us about it text us in a brief a brief uh, description of your uh, story where you might have been saved from imminent death and uh, we might share that on air so text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one where are we going uh peter all right so if you think about it, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I, I mentioned before in this series that um, I started out life as a, an atheist into my uh, late teens, early 20s, I was a, an atheist. Um, and then I had an encounter with God that, that changed everything and I started to examine the claims of the Bible uh, and I've been looking at uh, the evidence uh, for the Bible, I guess, for the last uh, 28 years or so. Um, there's a passage in John 10.10 10, where Jesus is talking, he says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now, certainly the abundant life that he talks about um, begins here. It begins in the here and now. Uh, I can um, you know, testify that my life is more abundant now than it ever was before I had a connection with God, and that's in the here and now. But of course, God wants it to last not for a few years or a few decades, but for eternity. Mm. And, um, you know... Um, when you think about it, God is offering us genuine life insurance. Uh, you know, people can take out life assurance policies, but the reality is when a person dies, the other person gets the money or, you know, gets a payout. It do- doesn't actually it doesn't uh, help actually, you live longer. <laughs> it doesn't help the person who's died. Mm. Um, whereas God is actually off- offering genuine life assurance. And, uh, you know, we get insurance for our car. You know, we, we, uh, we may, you know, crash the car we hope we won't but we get insurance just in case mm. okay we get house insurance house and contents insurance we might get burgled we hope that never happens the house might burn down we hope it never happens but we get the insurance just in case some, but some, here's the thing some don't. Some well, don't. That's, well that's right <laughs> but the point is one thing's for sure we're all going to die eventually mm. and so you would think that if there was any any slim possibility that there could be a life assurance policy that actually guarantees your return to everlasting life, you'd think we'd all take that out. You would you know, think so. Just yeah. just just on the off chance, especially seeing as somebody else has paid for the policy. Mm. And so that's what God is saying to us. He's saying um, this life, you know, we know that we don't live forever down here. And so God is offering us a life assurance. I guess there's a there's a condition on that though too that uh, some people wouldn't necessarily want to live a life of pain and suffering forever. Right. No, that's right. So there's there's something in that that is even better than just Correct. living forever. Yes, that is a very good point because I remember having a conversation about this with somebody at work uh, a few years ago, where he says I wouldn't want to live forever, mm. and you can understand why if you know people are aging. 
parts of the body are breaking down, family members are, are struggling, mm. they might be in um, a severe pain, they might um, be in severe hardship. You know, it's a, life can be a struggle mm. for many people. And why would you want that to go on forever? So it is really a, a, a whole rescue package. When mm. Jesus returns at the end of the world, he's not coming to... Uh, usher in an era of eternal life of struggle. No. It's going to be an eternal it's, life of It's not of more joy. of the same. Correct. It's actually going to be a different life. Yeah. That That is so true. Um, so uh, one of the things that, you know, we started off talking about sin like an addiction. Jesus actually related sin to being like an illness, like a, um, a sickness. Mm. And in Mark 2.17, um, he said to those who, who were uh, listening to him, surrounding him, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Mm. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Jesus says, I know you're sick. I came to bring you healing, healing in the here and now, forgiveness uh, for the things that we've done wrong, healing for the times that people have wronged us, a purpose and a plan for living today and a hope for the future. Mm. And so Jesus brings all of those things and, and we benefit from them. And the, the great thing it, about it is I talked about that insurance policy. Um, somebody's paid for it, and that was Jesus. Mm. Jesus came to pay the price for our eternal life. He came to pay the price for our sins. And, um, you know, the uh, the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's Romans six twenty three for those who might be taking notes. Mm. And there's another passage I'll get you to read, uh, Jason, in Ephesians two, eight and nine, um, where it reemphasizes this fact that it, that salvation is a gift. Mm. It says, "For for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves; it is the gift of God." Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Sometimes, and I think I probably had this, um, you know, view of Christianity before I became a Christian, that some people think, well, God's going to come, he's going to reward the good people, he's going to punish the bad people. But what we've already seen is we're all disconnected from God. We've all sinned. We've all mm -hmm. separated from God. And it's not that good people do so much and then God says, okay, here's the reward of everlasting mm. life. It's actually a gift of grace. It's God's unmerited favor to us. Uh, it is actually a situation where there's nothing we can do to get eternal life ourselves. We don't have it in us. We can't work our way towards it. Only God can give it to us. And the Bible tells us that it is a gift of God. I think that's... Uh an observation where people often make of Christians is that they, they make this judgment that, that they think, oh, well, they're good. You know, so they, they, they think they're going to get to heaven because they're good. And yet, if we really have a, a true understanding of this, we actually realize that we are not good. No. <laughs> every, I'm a every Christian. Because he's good. Yeah, exactly. Every Christian should recognize that we are only saved through the work of yeah. Christ. Yeah. So we don't deserve it. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. Mm. And it is uh, a genuine gift of God. And sometimes we feel uncomfortable about that. Mm. We, we instinctively feel, well, you know, if you give me a gift, I think, oh, I've got to do something for Jason mm. because I've got to, you know. Earn it. You've got to pay it back. Uh, I've got to pay something. it back. Yeah. Whereas I think uh, there is a natural um, sort of inclination to I want to um, – I want to show gratitude to the other. And I think that's part of the Christian faith. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're going to go to another break. 
and then uh, we'll come back and talk about this a little bit more. But uh, salvation from God is a gift, and we sometimes find that we think it's too good to be true, but in this case, it is true. Let me tell you a bit more about our book offer today, Steps to Christ. Thousands have become acquainted with Jesus through this little book, Steps to Christ. And it's helped many more, including those who have walked with him for years, to know him better. In just 13 short chapters, you'll discover the steps to finding a forever friendship with Jesus. And that's what we've been talking about today, this connection with God that, uh, you know, sin has, has broken. But God promises that we can restore that with him. Um, you'll read about his love for you, repentance, faith and acceptance, growing like him, the privilege of prayer, what to do with doubt and how to spend your days rejoicing in your best friend, Jesus. Right after the break, we're going to give you the code for that book that you can text in and get this sent to you for free. That's a free offer. Let's have a listen to Greater Than Grace by Kayla Hopkins. With no one there to break their fall What do you say to someone Who feels so unloved Giving themselves away a little bit every day Just to be good enough What do you say to a hopeless soul Who can't remember their way home And it's so hard for them to hear the truth there is no Before 
You're listening to Tessie Encounters on Faith FM. And just before the break, we talked about the offer for today, the book offer, Steps to Christ. And now's the time to give you the code. The code for today's free offer is SEARCH13. That's the word SEARCH with the number 13, no spaces. Just text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and we will get that book out to you as soon as we can. So that's Steps to Christ, SEARCH13. Text it to zero four double and uh, don't forget about our other offer for today uh, the free ticket to Prophetica event text Prophetica21 send that in a separate message to 0488880891 Peter we've got about 7 minutes to wrap up our program today and I know you've got lots more to share well, I guess there's lots of metaphors we could use for, you know, the plan of salvation and how God saves us and why he saves us and why we need it. Mm. Um, and I, I sort of like to, to think of it uh, from, from, from this perspective. Uh, a couple of years ago, um, there was a, a record set for Australian skydiving. Uh, and they uh, they actually set up above uh, California in uh, North America. And uh, 130 of them, jumping out of planes, all connected together, falling through the sky. I think the uh, world record is 164, but um, they set a new Australian uh, record of 130. But I like to think of, if people can imagine that, uh, imagine that group of people is humanity mm. falling uh, through the air. In fact, you know, we sometimes the uh, the situation in the Garden of Eden where Adam and Eve separated from God, sometimes that's called the fall. And uh, so imagine we're born and we fall out of the aeroplane and we're falling through the air. And then when we hit the ground, that's the end of our life. And so as we're falling through the air, Jesus also comes after us and he's sort of, you know, for, uh, floating next to us. And he's saying, would you like a parachute? Because we're falling through the air, but we have no parachute. And this is what life is like for us. And, you know, a lot of us will say, to Jesus, no, I'm fine, thanks. You know, life's going fine. So far, so good. You know, we, we're, we're not doing too badly. I'm enjoying life. Mm. Not realizing that the ground is fast approaching. Yep. And uh, so Jesus is going through the crowd saying, would you like a parachute? Would you like a, a parachute? And finally, uh, you know, some people tell him where to go. But finally he finds somebody who says, you know what? I can see the ground approaching I, I want a parachute. And what Jesus does is he takes off his parachute. He gives it to us and he falls to his death. And that's essentially uh, the gospel story where he gives us his life and takes our death. Mm. And so uh, that's really what happened on the cross. When Jesus dies on the cross, he dies to pay the penalty of our sins and offers us eternal life in exchange it's an incredible thing that god does and he can do this because he is the one who created the law in the first place Mm. and because he has everlasting life 
He can give life to you. He can give it to me. He can give it to my family. He can give it to your family. He can give it to everybody in Australia. He can give it to everybody in the world because he has eternal life. Why would he want to do that for us? Excellent question. That That's a brilliant question. And the Bible tells us, and you read it out in John 3.16, for God so loved, loved. Yeah. the world. The reason is that he loves humanity, and he loves humanity like we love our children. Mm. In fact, more than we love our children. There's an illustration in the Old Testament that says, can a mother forget her nursing child? Mm. And we think, well, mothers very rarely do that. Some do, but very rarely does that happen. And God says, but I won't forget you. Mm. I think that's very powerful, isn't it? That uh, I think the perhaps the closest illustration, it's not perfect, yeah. but the closest illustration is the way a parent loves a child. Yeah, yeah. and, and that's, that's right. In fact, the Bible... Uh, pictures God in many different ways because he has so many characteristics and so many facets. Mm -hmm. But one of them is a a father of love. And so uh, we're encouraged in the Lord's Prayer to to pray, Our Father who art in heaven. And so God wants to be uh, to us a loving heavenly father. And he regards us as children whom he wants to save. You know, many parents out there listening will be thinking, there's nothing I wouldn't do for my kids. Mm. And God is basically the same. And he is laying down his life on the cross in order to rescue us from uh, sin. You know, the Bible talks about this decision that we can make to accept Christ as our personal savior, to follow him. Uh, And it's called being born again. Jesus spoke about it, being born again. And when you think about it, well, what does that mean? You know, we uh, our program today is called Born to Live Forever. Mm-hmm. And that is to, to be born again. We were born with this addiction to sin, addiction to selfishness. God wants to rescue for us from that, save us from that, and so that we are born again with a, uh, a new uh, life ahead of us. And what does that mean? It means like little babies, we are dependent we're trusting and we're ever learning from our Heavenly Father. And that's the, the sense in which we are born again. I'm going to finish with a, a story about um, a woman who was driving at night on the interstate in America, on the East Coast, uh, some years ago. She's driving at night, she's alone, and she sees behind her uh, a, a semi-trailer, an 18-wheeler rolling up behind a big headlights in a rearview mirror. And uh, it's coming up closer and closer, and it comes up right behind her. And then it comes, uh, it comes to pass her by, it comes by her, and it comes level with the car. And then he puts on his brakes and pulls him back behind her. And she's thinking, that was weird. That's a bit uh, strange. He's getting a bit nervous. And she's thinking, well, maybe I'm not going fast enough. So she puts her foot down. And she was going 55 miles an hour, which is speed limit in the States. And then she's going 65, 75, but he's speeding up and coming after her. And then she's thinking, silly me, I'm going too fast. He wants to pass. So she slows down, but he slows down and he's right on her tail. And she's getting very nervous now. She's a woman alone at night, driving on the interstate, miles from anywhere. There's this big truck behind her and it seems like it's not going to let her go. And she says, I've got to find a gas station. I've got to find some place to get off the road. So she pull, she eventually finds this gas station lit up in the middle of the night. She screams off uh, the freeway 
Um, the truck comes barreling in behind her. She comes into the, the forecourt of the gas station and she jumps out and heads to the office. He comes roaring into the forecourt, slams on the brakes, comes to a halt. He throws open the door and instead of going to the office, he goes to her car, opens the back door and pulls out a man who was crouched behind the driver's seat in her car. And she was totally unaware of it. She was totally unaware. She Mm. was running from the wrong one. Mm. She thought that the truck driver was after her Mm. for bad reasons. Mm. But sometime in the night when she'd got petrol, somebody had crept into her car waiting for the appropriate moment to attack. Mm. From his high vantage point in the truck, he could look down and see her in danger. He was chasing her down to save her life. Mm. I believe, Jason, many people today are running from God because they think he means them harm, mm. when all he wants to do is to save us. Mm. Absolutely. Well, that's a, that's a great story and great illustrations. I, uh, I love the other illustrations you've given too about that parachute, and uh, that, I'll, I'll remember that one. Um, Peter, what have you got coming up next week? Well, next week we're going to talk about a subject called Will Justice Be Done? You can look on uh, social media, you can look on news bulletins. Every day somebody's calling out for justice and we want to know, is everything going to be put right? Is justice going to be done? We're going to look at that next week. Awesome. And, of course, don't forget uh, Prophetica starting this weekend in Scottsdale, Launceston and Olverston. And uh, Peter will be speaking at those events. If you'd like to come and meet him in person, get along to one of those events. You can check out the uh, website, prophetica.com. You can register there or you can send us in a text message uh, to our show number, the code prophetica21 We haven't got many left of that. So uh, we'll need to, uh, you'll need to text that in soon if you want to get a free ticket. Uh, tomorrow we've got uh, David Maxwell with Amazing Love and he'll be talking to Tabitha Zachariah tomorrow and uh, we hope you can join us both next week with Peter and also Tabitha and David tomorrow. His topic is called Gracious and he's talking about the amazing love of God. This is Yet Not I But Through Christ in Me. Love, my deep and boundless peace to 